0: this thing on? Welcome to. Are you serious with that
1: I saw. <laughs> i cut that bit out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ecclesia, your on demand dose of gospel and culture for the church on the island of Ireland. I think the whole show should be just you know what I mean? Like, can I have my own show where I just give out about things? It's not a
1: myth, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 it really grinds my gears. <laughs> Let's talk about property taxes. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, parental advisory.
0: Do not play this for your kids. Mm, I don't I don't think you can. Darren's Ginger. I've got a ginger beard. I'm also one foot two.
2: So you don't own property I are, don't know, I shouldn't
0: be allowed both. Dia Gwitch Makara and welcome to Ecclesia, the Irish Church Cast, a gospel Center podcast by saints and sinners in the land of saints and scholars. Uh, we try to address cultural issues here in Ireland and across the world through the lens of a biblical worldview. Today on the cast, we're going to take a look at a few things that have been in the news, and we're going to address prosperity versus poverty in the Christian life. I'm Alan Keenan, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-hosts Mitch Peace and Darren Murphy. We uh, we had a bit of a tough time getting this episode to you, but uh, here we are now. What's going on, lads?
1: Yeah, man, I've had a uh, rough day myself. A long day in work. I've just been uh, taking lots of calls. I had a late shift today, so uh, I got stuck in a little bit after some, you know, always a bit of small talk as as usual. But um, yeah, no, I've just been really uh, good trying to, um, you know, be a witness as much as I can in work, and uh, yeah, not been up to a whole lot after that. I got up to, uh, I I actually do you know where I went to, uh, on Sunday actually. I went down to I went down to Glendale and it was like the only sunny day of the year so far. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday was great, and oh man, it, the, honestly though, like the parking was in, like we had to like search around for maybe thirty minutes, but it was an absolutely beautiful day. Um, like there's tons of people like trying to go swimming in the lake down there. And I, yeah, the beautiful view. Did you go up the mountains? No, I threw a fit, and uh, they and everybody else went walking up, but I, I was like, I didn't wear clothes for that, so I sat at the bottom.
2: You've got shoes on. You don't need that anymore. You're wearing shoes. Yeah. You walk. You don't need to be dressed for
1: it. It's tough when you're wearing
0: skinny jeans, though, you know? Darren's Stop. brother, Darren's brother Rowan, climbed Carantul, the highest mountain in Ireland, in jeans and sandals <laughs> he, sandals by by the end by the end of it he was so exhausted and he never really done anything like that before he was using his hands to kind of grab grab the front of his jeans and try and lift his legs because his legs were so weak and uh, one of the guys who came with us turned out to be afraid of heights but only came because a girl he was interested was coming on the trip and we get to near the top and there's this sheer cliff drop along our left side as we're approaching the the peak and he just sits down he's like i i can't go anymore i just can't do it like and it's just this whole thing where we (laughs) handed to walk with them and and like oh man such a beautiful sight though karen Toole in cork which is like the furthest county south for anyone who doesn't (laughs) No, Ireland is just so beautiful. When you get to this one peak, you have to walk across this sheer cliff to the oh, other peak. I
2: lived in Cork for six. I've actually last never been. Year. I thought I didn't know uh, Carantula was in Cork. Embarrassingly, it's not. It's in Kerry. All right, which is <laughs> right next to Cork. But uh, I thought you just
1: said it was in Cork. Yeah, I?
0: I totally got it wrong. Yeah, uh, oh. Sunday was beautiful though. Uh, for it's, we've lived in this place here now um, for the last six months. And it's just been an eternal winter. And uh, <laughs> for the first... Like, we lived by... I moved into a house that has a river at the end of the garden. And we just have barely seen it. Because it's just been so cold with the kids. This is the first time on Sunday after yeah. coming back from church, we sat outside. Oh, yeah. Good news. We are uh, officially becoming members of our church next week. Um, And... Uh, Good news, yeah. Yeah, it's great news. And we're, awesome, we're having man. the kids baptised as well. So, uh
1: say about that what you will um uh yeah well (laughs) me and darren are both baptists so no (laughs) comment yeah i'm a recovering baptist i have (laughs)
2: a recovering well this this is a a point of study for me at the present time because i had a discussion with you on it recently and then i went back to my pastor our father-in-law and uh had a discussion with him and while talking with him I said you know what Mark he gave me some very convincing arguments and he goes oh really what were they and I went I can't remember <laughs> and and then mark gave me some very convincing arguments and you know what I'll, oh really what were they I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm having to deal with uh, what's the word amnesia um, yeah, yeah. what while, while coming up with a theological, Debate that uh, many greater men than me have not been able to reconcile with each other. So yeah, uh, it's tricky. it's an uphill battle. I'm still a, I, I i i am convinced more of the Baptist side, but yeah. uh, to be honest, it is something I'm looking into at the moment. Uh, that's fair enough. How was your week otherwise? Awful. Yeah. Awful. Just an awful week. I am I'm, I'm down in up uh, cross somewhere on west sligo west west yeah on the west of Ireland
1: all the way across the country yeah. yeah. The, the other
2: side of it to the one i'm used to and uh ah oh, just it, it's not the same as last year i went to cork last year for right. 6 months as far south uh, as you could go yeah uh, they they keep sending me as far away as they can send me <laughs> yeah. to I, i'll be up to very far north in donegal next year guaranteed yeah, yeah. um
1: Okay, now that's not a bad place though there's a lot
2: of i don't area. want to go to donegal good, good uh, music scene
0: <laughs> a lot of great churches
1: Uh, beautiful landscape hey it's the sexiest accent in ireland as well no
2: that's definitely cork but uh yeah so yeah just no no but the thing is it's the, the, the study is is a lot worse than it was last year you know like it's a lot more intense uh a lot less of the practical stuff You know, working with my hands that that's where I thrive, and yeah, the the academics is not where I thrive. So I'm I'm really up against it here, you know. So I've had a bad week, but it's been good as well. Learning mathematics and stuff like that, you know, an awful lot of uh, sweet, electrical in depth stuff, and it's it's interesting when I get it, you know.
0: Sweet. So in um, podcast news, we have uh, a new logo one of our buddies uh, in the RP church in Enniskillen, Jacob did up a sort of a caricature of the three of us. So that's going to go up. Well, probably by the time you're listening to this, that'll be up there. Yeah. yeah
2: it's boys. pretty cool. By the Yeah. Way.
0: It's great. It's great. I really like it. Tell okay. Jacob. Yeah. Jacob. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Um, yeah. I think he listens. It is epic. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, so it's great to get a lot of support. Um, uh, this is our first actual successful podcast, so hopefully. i have been optimistic oh. here. That's uh, been remote. <laughs> the other times we've been doing the podcast and we've been trying to meet up, and with conflicting schedules and living so far apart, it has been uh, problematic. So we're going to try and meet up sometimes. Our special episodes, we're all together. But um, why not tell you the listeners
2: attempt? of the of last week's attempt?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> we're going to we're doing this remote oh, podcasting now. But then last week, Mitch, what happened? <laughs>
1: Uh well yeah like basically we tested it out firstly on this um recording site and we 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 heard it and we s- said okay that sounds great so then we went ahead and recorded the actual episode and it was a quite a long episode and there was a lot of content in it and we get the recordings <laughs> back and absolutely none of it was <laughs> so that's kind of it was a little bit disappointing so We've kind of moved on to a different topic now today, yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we're we're going to come back to that one maybe another time, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So, on top of uh, getting support for the podcast, we got our first voicemail, Um I'm going to play it here.
2: Okay, guys. So, uh, I recently found out that, thanks to uh, our friends at Ancestry, I'm significantly Irish descent. Now... That makes me nervous to visit Ireland, though, because my grandfather always said that there's two types of Irish people. Those that had respectable families and grew potatoes, and then there was us. He said we came down out of the hills and stole their women and potatoes. So if I visit Ireland, am I going to have to answer for crimes of my ancestors?
1: (laughs) Is he for real there? They came down and stole the women and potatoes. The Who women sent that and potatoes, in? he said. Oh, John Shantry. Yeah, he makes the worst polls, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like from what I, I, I have like to be honest, it sounds like his granddad, grandfather, whatever it was, British, British. Oh, no, he was one of those grandfathers that uh would tell tall tales, and he was he sounds like a great storyteller, um, not like a historian. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, what do you think, Darren? Um, well, I,
2: I, I would have to first hear the evidence. Um, if there is any crimes that he has to answer for, well, I think we we're gonna have to get the legislature involved. Do you have a an address for him?
1: <laughs> I think he's somewhere, somewhere in the northeast America. Somewhere right, yeah, I we'll, think we'll, we'll send this. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll send track him summons. down. <laughs> the guards have to deliver it personally. Could you imagine Nick, the guard, going over to the States on a trip? Your,
0: t- your time has come, son. Your time has come. Don't be any trouble now, son. It's time to go home. Speaking of uh, trouble with the law, um, there was a shooting at the YouTube headquarters. Jewish vegan. <laughs> Jewish vegan. I was saying this to Darren yesterday. I found it really interesting. um Obviously, there's a big debate going on in in the United States at the moment. There's kind of on the left, you've got uh, this real desire for gun control. They want everyone to hand over their guns. And, yeah. and then on the right, you have, in fairness, like it is there. Um, there is a big kind of fear of Islamic terrorism that the left doesn't seem to share. some reason even though it's kind of happening all across the world so when when you hear about a shooting I think like both sides of this kind of debate perk up their ears and it's like on the left they want it to be like uh, a white Christian who's like just shot up a school so they can like have a gun control kind of conversation and then on the right you're like oh well I hope he's a, a Muslim so it fits a certain kind of view But then you've got this girl who comes out of left field and she's like uh, a a Jewish vegan YouTuber who's annoyed at YouTube deleting her videos because, uh, well, they were mental videos. And uh, I don't know what the reason for deleting them was because there's crazy stuff on YouTube. But uh, I watched one of them and there's like chicken flying all over the place and it's all green screen and sunglasses. And it is. It's really bad. (laughs) It's really bad.
2: Wait, Chicken, chicken flying across the screen. Yeah,
0: yeah, like cooked chicken. Like so pictures of cooked chicken. She's like, maybe she's against it. Well, she's obviously against it, so
2: she didn't cook the chicken then. Mm-hmm. She's a vegan with a gun. A little bit hypocritical.
1: Um I don't I, I think that where the issue comes with between the right and the left in America is that like obviously the left people are trying to say we don't we don't want any guns anymore at all and that's not going to solve any problems, but the what the what they're also trying to make is, um, it it look like conservatives are kind of looking to get more guns, and nobody's wanting more guns. All right, it's this. That's that's the problem mm. that they're looking at. You know, they're they're saying, "Oh, you all get. Why do we need more guns? Nobody's wanting more guns. It's just that everybody deserves the right to have guns." So if that means more guns, then so be it. It's nothing. It's nothing about nobody's advocating, as far as I know, to have more guns. Plus,
0: let's let's be clear. Um, gun control doesn't mean nobody has guns. It just means only the government's police and army have guns. So
1: that's... and only the criminals.
2: I can't see a problem with that.
1: <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? I was gonna say, have you seen? Have you seen in the the UK the the London mayor is actually starting to ban knives now. There is an article that I saw there in the middle of the week this week about banning knives.
2: Impossible. I actually saw something like that, and I thought it was a parody or something. I thought no, that's just gun con, uh, gun advocates in America making an, a fake article or something.
1: No, it's factual. All you
0: can ban is certain types of knives because. Anyone who wants a knife can just use a kitchen knife, and they can't ban kitchen knives, unless they're going to come and cut up all my food for me. How am
1: I going to cut my steak
0: now? They're going to have to raise taxes, because they're going to have to have someone employed in every home, licensed to carry a knife, (laughs) that's going to cut up all your food for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you could have a provisional license for knife holding as well. You have to go through 12 lessons in order to get your certification to actually hold a knife.
0: Tell your joke there? Uh, Well, I don't
2: really have a joke. It's just I I wondered about a Jewish vegan and coming up to make the sacrifice uh, at the temple. And it's like, well, actually, I'm I'm a vegan. So I just brought some potatoes. I I wonder how acceptable that would be.
1: (laughs) I love the accent you put on there as well. (laughs) That's what all vegans
2: sound like. I have a brother who is a vegan. I know. <laughs> Though he doesn't talk like that. That's how I impersonate him.
0: Oh, you have a brother who's a vegan and one who eats literally, literally nothing but nothing meat.
2: nothing but meat. It is ridiculous. <laughs> um, People probably
0: think they're exaggerating like, I'm like not, no, just meat. Like, from He doesn't breakfast. even put seasoning on it, He's does he not?
2: not? I think he might put salt on it. Um, Which is it. not a food. It's a mineral. Yes. So he drinks water. <laughs> uh, he drinks green tea, actually. Okay, uh, and he drinks water, Ooh. and he eats beef almost exclusively beef. <laughs> like for breakfast in the morning, he will fry up a pan of beef, uh, with butter, with no sauce, and no cheese, nope. and no rice, and apparently that's gonna make him live for eternity. I I I don't understand it to be honest. And the, the, other, oh, the other extreme then is the other brother who uh I have four brothers, so this is just two of them polar opposites. There's Keenan who uh is basically completely vegan. Now his position I can actually understand a little bit more, to be perfectly honest. He he actually has some sort of phobia about uh blood and um so his veganism kind of is an extension of that same thing. Mm. He's he's pro life as well, which uh, he says approximately fifty percent of vegans are pro life.
0: Wow. Uh,
2: okay. Which which is a statistic I was yeah. very surprised by.
0: Yeah, I would have been too. I mean, when when we we Mitch, if you remember, when we were out handing out um, pro life flyers on Grafton Street, we met that group of um, anti fur protesters outside a, a women's clothes shop, and they were like all kind of young millennial girls and. Some of the girls tried to go up and have a conversation with them thinking, oh, maybe they'll be, you know, pro-life because they're against, you know, cruelty to animals. And uh, they mm-hmm. were just that stuff thrown back in their face. Like they were like adamantly pro-choice. So they would hate to see like animals dead animals, for their skin. Animals have more value than human life, don't they? Yeah, that seems to be the case. Did you see uh, the article I sent earlier? The uh, protesters are banned from gathering outside a London abortion clinic. Uh, it was passed like a law so i think it was voted in uh, the mary stopes clinic in london so it's illegal now to stand outside and uh, kind of try and talk to the women or give out uh, gospel tracts or tell women that you're willing to adopt their child and they don't need to abort them they can't go within a hundred meters of it yeah that is insane so there's uh, I, I listened to Radio 2 there was in this was on the radio today and uh they had a lot of pro um pro choice people texting in and uh and a good number of pro life people as well which is nice and one man had had texted in and said that um his wife now when she was pregnant and on her own and wanted an abortion, the only counsel she got from around her was for an abortion. And she never felt like she had a choice. She felt a lot of pressure from people around her. And she was already afraid. And she was on the fence. And then everyone was pressuring her, go for it, go for it, go for it. And she just needed to hear someone to tell her not to do it, that it was a human life. And she um she met protesters, what are called protesters, like outside this... um uh Mary Stopes clinic in London and they convinced her not to do it and she had a baby and she loves the kid and it was really really hard it wasn't an easy decision like that was just one story of one guy who happened to listen to the radio today about this like there's so many stories there's so many
1: lives that have been saved it's uh well,
2: praise god for that
1: it's great isn't it mm. yeah that's awesome we're going to we'll always find a way to you know stop this evil from happening uh you know they e- they'll they'll always try something to to you know block people from doing something doesn't really good these what what they're doing you know these people are actually getting they're trying to fill out their quota for abortions mm-hmm. i don't know if it's the same in the uk but it, that's the way it is in america anyway well, it is an industry. where where they yeah so they they get paid for every abortion they mm-hmm. put through so they're not going to give them like they're not going to give them unbiased information Then they're going to push them towards having an abortion rather than trying to have them keep the baby you know
0: mm. yeah they've even changed the the language they use there was the, um, uh, Planned Parenthood leaflets from the 1980s uh, where they didn't uh, they didn't use the same language they use today so right inside these leaflets they're making it very clear what the abortion procedure is and it says abortion takes the life of a baby like it it said it right in there and they would never ever say anything like that now because they have a whole propaganda machine they have a, a communication experts in there that are like very focused on the the way the message has been communicated. And that's one thing they've moved away from is ever saying like, it takes the life of a baby. Like they're just like, it's a clinical procedure and it just it's better for the woman. And all the focus is kind of on the woman instead of on the child.
2: Speaking of abortion, actually uh, in in college today, uh, I was walking up toward the canteen and I noticed that there was a uh, register to vote desk set up and a cop there, who was stamping all the forms? Like, there were. Right. And I was like, that is so despicable because that's been promoted. Somebody made sure that the colleges across the land have this kind of setup because they're yeah. sure to get votes if they get the lazy students up off their backsides and get them registered. Do you know what I mean? Like, they came to the college. I mean, if to be perfectly honest with you, you know, if you, if you feel strongly about it, well, get up and do it yourself. You know, don't have them to come to you. Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought, like, I doubt they're doing it in nursing homes and stuff like that, but they're probably already registered anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, but do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 find it hard to believe that they will, they will go to sure. churches or something where the, the likelihood is there'll be a <laughs> no vote. You know what I mean?
0: No, no, no. Um, and, uh, you know, let's just be a reminder to everyone that you need If everyone in Ireland, anyway, who's old enough to vote. Uh, check the register.ie. Yeah. Uh, put, put in your name and your address. Make sure you're registered to vote. A lot of people I've spoken to are not registered to vote. Uh, I moved up here and I'm. Not registered to vote here, I'm registered to vote back home. So I'm getting the form to change the address on that. It. It's an online form, print it off, send it off, make sure you're registered to vote because every vote is going to count in this. I think yep. it's going to be really tight. And I
2: actually spoke to the police officer there, uh, just a, a further point on this. I actually spoke to him uh, in, in tune of what you're saying there. Uh, um, <coughs> I, I said to him, Look, I'm going to be uh, here in Sligo on the date of the vote. Um, and I'll have to probably return home to Dublin to, to vote. And then, because we're on a church weekend, pretty much in Cavan, which is beside Sligo nearly. It's not really, but you know what I mean? So I'll have to drive from Sligo to Dublin to Cavan, you know, it'll be a day of driving. So I, I basically said to him, like, is it how easy is it to get re-registered here? And he says, all you have to do is go into a local Garda station. So yeah. people out there, your local garda station, a form of identification. Get the form, get it done. It's not yeah. it, it's not hard to do. It'll take you a half an hour, maybe an hour, depending yeah. on queues. But that's it. You know, get it done. Get it done. Yeah. Um, I still
1: need to do it myself, yeah. actually. Yeah. actually yeah. we all need to do Work it. right next to a garda station.
0: All right. Let's move on to our main topic. So today, something I wanted, to, or something we wanted to talk about is the whole idea in the christian life of poverty versus uh like abundance and the right. whole kind of situation where you have uh a lot of christians and professing christians in the world who would say christians have to live in poverty and aren't allowed have really anything like you have to just survive on the bare minimum and not to spend anything on yourself and then there is the other extreme kenneth copeland <laughs> kenneth copeland the prosperity gospel so yeah that's probably a better term prosperity versus poverty Um we get the those bible channels on sky digital here if you flick down long enough you, you start to arrive at televangelists the god channel you're right actually sorry that's actually i totally misspoke because they don't really address the Bible, like, they manipulate things to draw people in so they'll give them their money and in fact if you keep skimming past them channels you arrive at very very similar channels without any uh, (laughs) God theme in them whatsoever there's like gambling channels there's like these um, TV gaming where you phone in and you try and do these TV games and you flick back again and then it's like phone in and you can talk to our our evangelist and he'll give you a word from God and it's like 9 euro an hour to call
1: (laughs) Uh. You know your guy Jesse Jesse Dupontis, I think.
0: Is no, no,
1: Jesse. He's he's good friends with Kenneth mm. Copeland. They they so they were sitting there, and uh, he's uh, he's on his jet, and they're sitting there talking about it on on this God Channel or whatever. I've watched a video there, and he's just they're just talking about like, oh, you know, God was talking to me saying, "Are you happy with, you know, uh, this plane? Oh. Are you happy with all you've got?" Just like, yeah, and it, it like all they're talking about is their wealth yeah. to each other on the God channel. I was just like, what are they talking about? The God in your
2: own image, channel.
0: Yeah, right. There is a whole underlying theology there that they believe that they take a few verses when the Bible speaks about prosperity, Malachi three or whatever, yeah. or um, I think it's I think it's First uh, John, um. Second John, verse two, that's from memory, um, where it says, I hope that you yeah. prosper as your soul prospers. And it's like a greeting at the beginning of John's letter where he's kind of saying, I hope things are well. And it's like someone has taken that, cut everything else around it, put a frame around it, stretched it out, hung it up on their wall and based their entire theology on John. uh, Telling the person he wrote the letter to, he goes, I hope things are are very well. It's like, Christians, everything needs to be well and filled with abundance and good. And they build this theology that says, if you're a Christian and if you're really receiving God's blessing, then you're going to have that bank account to match. And if you're not... Confess the billion
1: flow. What? Is, is that a real thing? That's what Kenneth Copeland says. Yeah. If you see... I think it was on the Calvinist movie, actually. Yeah. He says... You have to... He sticks his finger out and he goes, You have to confess the billion flow. That is scary. And yeah. it's ve- you can You can nearly see the red in his eyes. And it's just like... Dude, like where where do you learn this stuff at? Like you'd never hear them actually talking about scripture. And then like, I know there used to be one church here that was Victor you know, Victory Church that used to be open here in Dublin. We ha- we had people that used to go there that I know and uh they said, "Oh yeah, you know we used to love going there, but it became a little much when they started passering offering back at baskets at a Bible study." Oh wow! Well, they had to fund their Starbucks that they built inside the building. <laughs> well, now so, it's even worse. Now it's a Scientology building. No, I don't think that's worse.
2: No, either I do I. I think it's yeah. better. I, I think it's a step in the right direction. At least, at least they're not proclaiming the true God. Uh, I, I know they're not proclaiming yeah. the true God. it's obvious to people that do you know me. what I mean it's like at least it's some fake science fiction yeah. rubbish. leave them on with their fantasy
0: yeah like I know I know Christians who I, I respected that ended up going there like it was hooking people in because they thought it was a a real Christian church you know and they go yeah. there to to worship and end up getting sucked into this whole culture like a a cult of of money and celebration of the self. You know what happened to that? You know what happened to that place? Or that oh, church? it was something to do with tax
2: fraud or something, wasn't it?
1: Liquidated.
0: Yeah, yeah. That They got completely shut down for, for tax evasion.
1: Do you know what the biggest thing for me is with the Prosperity Gospel Church? I'm just going to say this. You can never, like, question it, you know? If you're in hmm. the church, you can't question it because, oh, it's not working for me. Well, then you're just not having enough faith.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: that's the whole health and wealth. It's not even
2: indicative of the health and wealth people, though. It's it's actually um, all false religion, does it? Like, the whole lot of them. Um, yes. If you're a Buddhist, then you don't feel the inner peace. Uh, you're not being a proper Buddhist. Uh, it, it goes across the board. It's, it, the, these false religions, these Babylonish religions, mm. um, they're all identifiable very easily. Um you can you know them by their fruits, as Christ said. I mean and they all bear the same fruit. It might have a different label on it, but it, it always looks the same, you know?
0: Yeah, if you're if you're doing well, um it's because of you, and your focus goes in upon yourself and you big yourself up on how well you're doing because the human heart is corrupt anyway. And if you're not doing well, you get morbidly introspective. You you come down on yourself. Um, you're kicking yourself. You're not the same place as everyone else. So a lot of people fake mm. it till they make it in these situations. And yeah. I'm like, I was in the Pentecostal circles, and and uh, like there is a lot of um, I don't know. Uh, I suppose avoidance of discussion of real issues or sin or struggles that you might have because when you are doing really really well that's god's favor on you god's favor isn't there when you're kind of suffering and then it's like you have to just cut out chunks of the whole bible if you're going to start believing that you just got to throw away job and and you got to just look at the lives of the apostles and you just got to throw away the whole lives of the apostles and you got to look at our savior who the favor of the lord was upon him and his whole life was suffering even even just Living in this world, <clears throat> he must have been suffering to just be separated uh, from God in that sense. I I
2: think know? their theology allows for that though. Uh, Christ was the propitiation, so he suffered on our behalf, and therefore we almost shouldn't suffer. I I I think their theology allows for that one, but you know, try talking to Stephen as he's being stoned, and and, and Peter as he's being hung upside down on the cross that he should be you know, and the, these, these people the reformers and the the, 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 mm. the the old Christians who were fed to the lions in the Roman Empire, you know, like um these people went to their deaths with joy, uh even though they died in some of the most gruesome ways you can imagine. But Lutheran, Lutheran satire has
0: uh a few videos of it's um images of the martyrs as they're being crucified and killed but they're reading Joel Osteen tweets about God's favor upon you and man you got you got to check it out right? <laughs> it is just it's such a conflict you're like here's historic christianity here's people been persecuted and you know what god is with them in the persecution here is people been hunted for their faith and been uh, everything stripped away from them their their land and their homes and god's favor is upon them and god loves them and god is protecting them from falling away from him which is the most important thing right
1: yeah i think i think as well we need to if if somebody is say say like doing really really well and they're really rich there there's nothing wrong inherently with that no no but at the same time we also need to realize what jesus said that how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven it's harder for the camel to go through it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle so we need to realize that they they actually have a much harder time than we do um, in persecution. That's why you yeah. see the persecuted church and say like China and stuff yeah. growing so drastically yeah. and exponentially now. But with with like the middle upper class in America and stuff like that, they can almost become nominal. But the thing is yes. if they if they stay true to what they believe and they don't, you know, they use their wealth and they use it for good and it's you know there's nothing wrong with being wealthy but it's a matter of uh, being a good steward of your money i mean you you could have say you could have uh you know 50 euro to your name and be a bad steward of your money or you could have 50 million and be a good steward so i think that's the most important thing is being a good steward of your money no matter how much you have i'm reminded of mm. proverbs 30 and Verses
0: seven to nine. It says two things I ask of you. Deny them not to me Lord before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and deny you and say who is the Lord. Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Like I, I, I think that really sums it up. If An overabundance of. Uh, financial prosperity lest I be full and deny you it's like we, we forget the Lord by bringing all your focus onto the material riches of the world but then yeah. if you're so poor um, you you can't afford the things that make just life reasonably simple or comfortable or you can't get the Put things you need for your family and you're just uh, it's just bad and you're just worrying about it all the time you don't have time or space or energy to rest in the Lord so it's like, it's easier to then profane the name of the Lord. So it's like, give me enough that I'm comfortable. Give me enough that I can look after my family and not be worrying about my next paycheck. So then I can focus on, you know, raising my family right, glorifying the name of the Lord in it, and um, knowing where my next meal is going to come from. And that's just having my mind clear. Like, you, you want to be able to, to go to bed at night, to, to speak in the, to the Lord in prayer, and not be just so burdened by the fear that you might not have enough money to pay your rent when it comes up you know
2: well that's the other the other extreme isn't it there's the prosperity side but then there's the uh, I must be completely mm-hmm. broke side mm-hmm. as well I I think the Catholics are probably primarily guilty of that one yeah monasticism yeah it's the, like the priests basically have no wills everything that they own is gone into the church. Um, that's 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 the other extreme. Yeah. you know. Um, first of all, priests are supposed to get married by the Bible. Yes. So the fact that they're not having children and families and stuff is is obviously completely in the face of what Scripture actually tells them. Um, but this, I I mean, I come from a Catholic background, and yeah, it was almost a badge of honor to be to be poor in a sense, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, it's two unbiblical vows that they take when they're becoming priests. Vows of chastity never to marry and vows of poverty never to accumulate much and to leave everything to the church. And that, that comes from monasticism, which, uh, as far as I understand, it really comes from a Gnostic view of the world. So there is a theology behind it, there is a consistent theology behind it, but it is not a biblical theology. So, Gnosticism, which had a massive influence on um Christianity, so some, some sects of Christianity and in particular uh Roman Catholicism, they essentially teach that the world itself is evil and that anything that is spiritual is good. So essentially doing spiritual disciplines, prayer, fasting, um mass, you know, self-flagellation reading the Bible, reading the words of the saints, uh, praying to the saints, giving money to the church. Um, All of these things are spiritual acts and they're done from a spiritual place. And um, because they're spiritual, they're good. So they can't be selfish. You can't be giving to the church, even if your heart is selfishly oriented going, oh, I just don't want to go to hell and I'm just going to give all my money to the church. It's considered a spiritual act, therefore it's good. And so on the other extreme of that, in this kind of gnostic catholicism that you've got anything that is matter is bad so if it's physical pleasure if it's delicious food if it's a a nice house if it's um, nice clothes or looking after yourself in in any sort of way that's the physical body that's that's evil so the the monastic monasticism came when the the catholics extreme monks decided to cut themselves off from the world so disobedience to the great commission where it says that they're to go out into the world and, and spread the gospel disobedient to, to, to those who, be, who are told to be salt and light in the world disobedient to the command um that says to be in the world but not of the world so christians like the early church like christ are to be in amongst the sinners and um, enjoy things that are there in life to be consumed food and drink and these things but never to let them become idols because it's it's just as easy to let them become idols as it is to let poverty become an idol right
2: yeah it's all ultimately both extremes uh realistically serve to um creating the the person that i have done this and i require not i don't require god to get me into heaven, I'm, I've am i accumulated this wealth, or look how broken I've made myself. Um, but either way, there's pride in the extreme, in, in both circumstances. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Lord sanctified the Lamb of God for us, and he separated him from the world while keeping him in the world, and he kept him clean, and he was our sacrifice for us. But then the monastic Christian, which, is not just confined to the ancient days of of medieval times. There's still Christians today that to try and cut themselves off from the things of the world. That monastic Christian says, "Lord, look, I have sanctified and cleaned myself. I've made myself pure from the filth of the world. Accept me now because I'm holy." They're not understanding that this the corruption is coming from within. It's not coming from without. Those yeah. are just outward expressions yeah. of our sin. If you if you are wicked and evil and you just cut yourself off from, from stuff, you just won't be able to do those actions. You'll still have the same issues. In fact, you'll just become very insular.
2: Yeah, you, you, you are still in the world, even if you cut yourself off yeah. from the world. You can't actually yeah. escape it, uh, no matter what way you dress it up, be it in rags or be it in yeah. posh suit. Uh, you're still in the world. And therefore, the problem is: How do I become out of the world? Well, Christ, did. Yeah. you can't do it, and you have to put yourself on His word.
0: Yeah, we don't need new clothes; we need new heart.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's Where's that heart coming from? That's a That's a material heart you got in there. That's That's filthy. And,
0: and you know what? With that comes those white robes. You know, white robes that Christ clothes us with in in heaven. So, mm. um. We don't try and make them up for ourselves in this world. Fancy suits. Yeah, well,
2: all the material you can gain in this world to do those things, be it one side or the other, uh, they're ultimately filthy too, if you take that uh, reasoning to its logical conclusion. You know, the very grass that grows is, is filthy and sinful and wicked uh, by, by that Gnostic view of all things material, you know?
0: Great. I really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, I think we'll leave it there. Good news, we got new music for our outro. So, uh, I don't know if I told you about this yet, but uh, I got some friends from church. Uh, they have a band called Cup of Joe. Check them out on YouTube. And they have done a little Irish jig for us. They do um, folk music and bluegrass.
1: Hey, bluegrass, that's Kentucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Right. Um oh yeah and uh, goodbye everyone thanks for listening <laughs>
1: see you guys <laughs> later
2: <laughs> well, that's long that uh, god bless talk to you next time
1: don't forget to come find us on facebook twitter Ecclesia lounge and cast gotta get that twitter up and running
0: Oh, and send us any voicemails on Facebook Messenger.